everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's episode, we are joined by our good friend, friend of the show, Jason Hewitt from Pancake Sports Illustrated and Newsbreak app. Jason, sure. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Y'all already know I'm a great friend of the show and I'm a big fan of y'all. I listen to y'all all the time. And it's been a minute, but hey, yeah, back, man. Ready to talk some Panthers football and be back here with the boys. Let's go. Yeah, it's a, it's unfortunately the dead season where really nothing <laughs> dramatic happens. Yeah. So if it does happen, then it's usually bad news. So it's kind of. <laughs> Thank goodness there hasn't been a ton of Panthers news. I think that's probably a good thing at yeah. this point of the season. Very uh, But luckily, we are, we've got Jason here. A bit of an expert in mm-hmm. the offensive line. And today we are definitely going to be discussing Taylor Moten. And is he a $20 million player? We're going to talk about it. We're going to figure that out. Um, and after that, we're going to discuss Sam Darnold. The, the Panthers fans' favorite discussion point at this time of the season. Um, what the good, should... the bad, and the ugly op- yeah. <laughs> options. Right. I can't wait. <laughs> What should the Panthers fans realistically expect from Sam Darnold this season? We're going to talk about that. Um, But we'll kick it off with Taylor Moten. So the reason that we felt like we wanted to talk about Taylor Moten was the recent Ryan Ramchek contract. So Ryan Ramchek, right tackle for the New Orleans Saints, recently signed, uh, I believe it's the richest right tackle contract in NFL history. Five years, $96 million. And was it and 63 guaranteed? Yeah, 63 guaranteed. Yeah, so huge contract. Comes out to like 19.2 per year, something like that. Um, so obviously Taylor Moten is looking for a new deal. He's been talking about it all off season. Panthers fans, we know they tagged him with the franchise tag. So was he making 14 or so? This year, yeah, he's making fourteen tag. this year, and I believe if he gets tagged again next year, it's going to be right at that nineteen twenty million dollars right. for next season. Right. So he's probably looking to be maybe the highest yeah. paid. He, he wants to reset the market. I mean, they all do, but yeah. he's got right. a legitimate, you know, potential reason for it. The the Panthers are kicking themselves for not re-signing him <laughs> last year when I was screaming to re-sign him before this happened and. They could have probably gotten him for $16, $17 million a year, and now, now look at him. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Pancake's own Jason Hewitt. Pancake, the great offensive line podcast. If you oh, haven't listened to you, it, man. go check it out. Yeah, they've they've been going through uh, teams earlier this offseason talking about the offensive lines, and, um, you know, the Panthers, nah, not a great offensive line overall, but yeah. the nah. bright spot, obviously, Taylor Moten. So, Jason... Give us kind of a, an overall impression of Taylor Moten. Uh, and then I have a few other questions for you just regarding kind of right tackle in general. That's good, man. So I'm just going to tell you all right now, in my opinion, I think Moten and Ramchek are like neck and neck when it comes to, I guess, quality as a right tackle, which should be very concerning to Panthers fans because – I mean, it's great that he's getting paid. It absolutely is because, you know, he's been falling out for us, right? But at the same time, it's like, dang, man, he's going to – It. I feel like if he performs this season as well as he did last season and year prior to that, it might – he might surpass Ramchick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, Taylor Bowden's a really solid right tackle, like, He's very solid in the pass game. He's very solid in the run game. He Does he get beat? Mm, every once in a blue moon. But for the most part, he's very, very solid. And so if it, if I were Scott Fitterer, I'd resign him no matter what because, you know, I'm, I'm the big fella guy. But at the same time, it's like, dang, man, that money could have been allocated elsewhere. And like Jerry said earlier, they could have paid this man last year and it would have been a solid contract, but it wouldn't have been as much as it would be next yep. year. So the Panthers are in a bit of a hole right now. And honestly, I wouldn't let them walk because the rest of that old line, in my opinion, is 
yeah just that onomatopoeia just (laughs) let's be honest it's taylor moton and the scrubs yeah well well yeah 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 come on mate matt paradis has done all right he's been okay let's be honest he hasn't been great yeah he's he wasn't as great as he was prior to carolina unfortunately but i mean i know you're not mm -hmm. I know you're not the biggest fan of PFF, but I have some stats here for you okay. about Ryan Ramchek and Taylor Moten. Go for it. Overall, Ramchek's PFF grade is 81.5 mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Taylor Moten's 81.6. Neck and neck. Yep. Moten actually had a better pass grade at 77.9 and run blocking at 76.3, while Ramchek was 75.7 at pass and 81.9 at run. So he's a little bit better at run. But let's be honest, we need someone to protect Sam Darnold. Yeah. Would you guys think about trying to move him to left tackle? I know he's done some at minicamp. Hmm. But, and Christensen has been playing only right tackle and guard. In minicamp, uh, obviously. It's, uh... It would be a fun experiment. My thing is, like, he's been in the league for a while. And, you know, making that switch, that's a drastic switch. I mean... Yeah, you got to switch your stance, and, like, that's pretty much it. But at the same time, like, you got to understand that, you know, a lot of times, sometimes defensive lines tend to put their edge rusher on the right side. But Mm -hmm. for those matchup matchups, you know, you want to see the premier edge rusher against the premier left tackle. And if Moten's thrown into the fire and he gets beat a few times, I don't know. It it might be rough. I – that's a good question, man, because Well go ahead. No nah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Taylor Moten did start for left tackle for a few se- a couple seasons ago. Hmm. And he played really well. And then I forget who supplanted him. I someone was injured. Okay. I, was it Michael Orr? Or was it mm, I don't I know. Orr, the no. left tackle knew every season, so I'm yeah. trying to think what year. Carousel. Well, let me ask yeah. you this, uh, Jason, because you know, you touched on a little bit, but what is what's the main difference from playing right tackle to left tackle? Is it basically just the level of competition you're going up against, or is there like technical differences? In my opinion, like if I were to shape an offensive line, I'd like my right tackle to be better in the run and my left tackle to be better in the pass. Or if your quarterback's a southpaw, then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, your left tackle has to be your best pass blocker, in my opinion. Because that blind side kills quarterbacks. We know this. We watch Super Bowl 50. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to the experiment. I really wouldn't because I am not high on Cam Irving at all. I don't think any of us at Pancakes are high on Cam Irving. (laughs) So... And Christensen, I mean, he's been playing right tackle. I'm really – I want to I wanna believe in him. I'm not that high on him right now. If years later someone listens to this podcast and makes me eat crow, then I'll happily eat that crow because I want to see him succeed. But as of right now, he was good at BYU. He was solid, but mm-hmm. what elite edge rushers did he neutralize, you know? Right. So the, I mean, the we'll strength see. of schedule was mm-hmm. kind of a downside on him. So would you rather have an elite right tackle and a below average left tackle, or would you rather have an average right tackle and an average left tackle? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I like balance, so probably the latter. Yeah. I, I mean, if I you too. have below average left tackle, you're – you know, that sucks. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> Even if you do have the elite right tackle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, only do with so much. Right. I am I mean, you got to think, at least Sam Darnold has some wheels, but if he can't see the rusher go- coming at him from the left side, mm-hmm. he's just dead in the water. Yeah. So, I mean, what we're really asking here is, is Taylor Moten worthy of being the highest paid right tackle in NFL history? I, at this point, he's going to be a top five paid 
tackle, period. Doesn't even need to be right tackle. Well, I'm just saying, like, he would be the highest paid right tackle. And that's his position, right? As yeah. of right now, that's his position. Uh, never made a Pro Bowl. Mm-mm. Uh, he has played 100% of the snaps two out of the three seasons that he, that he has started every game. He has not missed a game in his career. So, you know, as far as stability and being able to count on him to be out there, like he's got that in spades. Um, but never made a Pro Bowl. And to me, that's a little interesting. Is he not widely regarded around the league as a top right tackle because it seems I like mean, right now everybody makes the pro bowl. Well, I mean, you got to think about the team that's around him. This team has not been winning, not because of him, but because of other pieces. Mm-hmm. And when the team doesn't win, the guys up front don't get that glowing love except for uh Thomas. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Joe Thomas. Brown's left tackle. Yeah. Joe Thomas Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if your team's not winning, they don't go to Pro Bowls. That's just how it is. If your team wins, you go more to, more players go to Pro Bowls. I mean, we've had Pro Bowl players, you know, in in these losing seasons. But to your point, like the quarterback hasn't been great. Uh, yeah. Any of these, really, any of the seasons that Moten's been on the team, you know, huh. we've had an injured Cam and Teddy Bridgewater last year. The hybrid, you know, or the the multiple quarterback experience the year before that. So, and then this year we've got Sam Darnold. And who knows yeah. what that's going to be? I think Jason has an idea of what that's going to be, but you know. <laughs> and that'll be later about, on in the show. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. But uh, talking about <laughs> uh, talking about right tackles, so the top five paid right tackles as of right now: Ryan Ramchek, Lane Johnson, Lyle Collins, Jack Conklin, and Rob Hammerstein with the uh, uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. Bones getting paid, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say as of right now, I'd take Moten probably over any of these guys. If I'm gonna wow. Up. Okay. Yeah. Only I because. Also yeah. Up, oh, go ahead. I want to also bring up a point that we're talking about twenty million a year. Mm-hmm. Next year, the expected cap is going to go up to two hundred and eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Then after that, in two years later the new contracts are going to hit the uh, TV deals. And I read earlier this offseason that in the three or four years, they expect the cap probably to reach close to $300 million. So if we sign him to something like this, in three, four years, he may be the 15th highest paid tackle in the league. Yep. And he sure. could be 30 years old, still playing at the top of his game, and we have him at a bargain basement price. Or not well, organ you know, basement, he'll, but he'll solid. He'll probably want another extension in three to four years. I mean, that's just how it works. Yeah. But, I mean, if we look at Ramchek, at kind of the details of his contract, there is an out after the 2023 season where the Saints could dump that contract just for $7.5 million of dead cap. So, that's pretty good. I mean, honestly, that's really good for the team. You know, that's that's basically two years into the extension of a five-year extension. So, you know, a, a contract like that with Moten, I don't think I wouldn't bother me at all. I mean, yeah. like like Jerry said, you know, a few years down the road, that contract looks really good. Um, so I think we're kind of all in agreement here, right? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> Better lock him yeah. up or shoot, some yeah. other team's going to be blessed and the Panthers are going to continue having battle line play. So... And can we just say I want whoever is doing dealing with the New Orleans Saints cap to come to Carolina because <laughs> weren't they like $50 million above the cap at the end of last season? Yeah. And somehow they're signing. This is why I've told you, Jerry, that the cap doesn't matter. <laughs> the, like then they, let's sign everybody. <laughs> they, they can, they, like, we, you can figure it out. You can always figure it out. This mm-hmm. Panther team has done so much salary dump the past two seasons why if that if what you're saying is correct and it seems like it is i mean they're kicking the can down the road but then they just continue to kick the can down the road and like you said the cap just is going to keep getting bigger you know so it's this is a weird year with the cap because of Mm -hmm. covid last year obviously but you're going to see such massive jumps that i mean honestly it's really smart to lock these guys up like you know we've got 
DJ Moore coming up. Yep. Uh, you know, Robbie Anderson, if you want to resign him, you know, some really high impact and important players on the team that need to be signed. Uh, so Sam now's Darnold. the time. I, ha- I hate <laughs> yeah, saying Sam this, Darnold potentially. Sam yeah. Darnold. Depending on how he plays this year, yeah. if you want to lock him up long term, like now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you I know, think I think no matter what, we have to watch Sam Darnold. Not not now, not like <laughs> yeah. today, but yeah. after this season, I mean. Before the con- do, before the TV deals hit, but they do need to lock up Taylor Mountain before July fifteenth. Otherwise, they have to wait till the end of the season due to the franchise tag. Jason, we didn't talk to you uh, after the draft. I guess this is the first time we've talked to you since the draft. Um, what did you think about the fact that Carolina really neglected the line? As you know, we all wanted them to draft that starting left tackle and they didn't do it i mean how do you feel about number one how do you feel about that and then how do you feel about the draft overall all right i'll talk about the line first because when i talk about the draft overall i start getting upset so okay (laughs) um the so when round two came around i was like okay they're definitely gonna go after a tackle here but instead they go after marshall and Marshall trading good, down a few times. Yeah, and they they did the trade downs and all that good stuff. And it's like, okay, like, and everyone was acting like Fitterer was like this wizard, and that he mm-hmm. was like the best thing since sliced bread. And I was just looking at the board. I was like, y'all, where are the linemen at? Hmm. Like, I understand that, you know, receiver really wasn't. I get it though. Like that's hmm. Joe Brady's boy or whatever, but you wait that long to pick up Brady Christian Chris Christensen dang it mm-hmm. and <laughs> like he's cool like I remember when we drafted him I was like oh okay finally but it's like it's like getting I wouldn't even say socks for Christmas because we don't even know if he's reliable yet right it's like I don't know like a, some chocolate or something I don't know <laughs> But well, I mean, chocolate that in, might be expired. We're not yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Even in Panther Confidential, they see him more as a guard than a tackle. Yeah, Rose said second, second round guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I guess. Um, I love the Deontay Brown pick. I think he's going to be a stud mm-hmm. if, once he gets his technique, like right? Because, I mean, you look at him, the man is Blastoise, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Big, big fella. He barely, yeah, you sure you already know, but it's like he barely lost any reps. I was happier about the Deontay Brown pick than the Brady pick, to be honest with you. And who else? You got Tommy Tremble. I think he'll be okay. He might end up being, um, what's his name at San Francisco? You know who I'm talking about? Kittle. Yeah. No, not Kittle. Not Kittle. Oh, not Kittle. The the fullback tight end oh uh use check thank you yeah that yeah. guy i think he'll be like a nice utility guy that'll help us on certain uh what do you call it uh formations mm-hmm. um let's see who else i mean they say tommy trimble is a great blocking tight end right mm-hmm. so yeah that we, helps a little bit <laughs> yeah it'd be nice to have like an, a real pass catcher that, that'd be yeah. cool he i saw some film it looked promising, but he's still raw, in my opinion, when it comes to that aspect of the tight end game. Uh, Davion Nixon was a steal. I like that pick. I, I'm glad that they're reinforcing the D-line because, you know, getting after the quarterback, in my opinion, is more important than secondary, which leads me into the J.C. Horn <laughs> pick. Man. Oh. You don't like it. I mean, you're a certain guy, quarterback. right? Well, yeah, I was a Sertan guy anyway. Yeah. But they're really putting their faith in Sam Darnold. Yeah. The man had more picks than touchdowns last year. Yeah. Like. Well, he's the lowest rated. I mean, we'll get into it here in a few. Yeah. The lowest rated passer for three years in a row. Um, Who? uh, I I mean, it looked like they wanted Panay Sewell. Yeah. And and he he unfortunately went a pick before. But Mm -hmm. you would have taken. Who was the other? High, on high Slater tackle, yeah, Slater. Mm-hmm. You would have taken Slater there, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But he wasn't there. I mean, he was there, but we decided to go after Horn, which, like, okay, like, 
if he's good, then he's good. That'll be awesome. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to like, think about oh, this too. Okay. They let Jace uh, Bradbury walk last year. Exactly. He was a top five cornerback last year. Mm-hmm. So they let him walk, and now we have to dr- draft J.C. Horn with a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, we didn't hate the horn pick because it was a, a position of need, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, J.C. Horn wasn't even somebody we talked about. We, we yeah. talked about 15 people at length in our draft preview series. J.C. Horn was not one of them. He's the guy that came up the board pretty late mm-hmm. uh, in the process. So, at least, in you know, in terms of media and, and kind of fans and everybody kind of seeing that. He may have been high on their board the whole time. I don't know. But uh, it was a surprise pick for me. Um, I heard G, and I thought Justin Fields. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not what happened. Oh, yeah. No. So, uh, would you have taken Fields over? Absolutely. Yeah. What? Yeah. what? I, I was going to say, he's yeah. always been on the Fields bandwagon. I... That's right. I mean, our, our that's right. We did the mock draft. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We sure Fields did. Fields was, was the guy. Mm-hmm. And J.C. Horn was available. We didn't even talk about J.C. Horn during that yeah. draft. So. He wasn't in our discussion. Yeah. yeah. He's here oh, now, well. so. Yep. <laughs> I, well. I think he's going to be a good corner. It just feels like we could have gotten a Pro Bowl quarterback. Quarterback. Like, what are we doing? I mean, this team has survived many years without having a great cornerback. So, yeah, you can't really play well without a great quarterback. Well, it's just interesting to me that they decided, obviously, to go with Darnold. You know, Fields was there, right? So mm-hmm. they obviously decided they were putting all their eggs in this Darnold basket, at least for this year. And then you don't draft the left tackle, even at, mm-hmm. even at eight, but even in the second round. There were a yeah. lot of them that were still a lot there, of like them. Leatherwood there and were... a bunch of good guys. Well, Leatherwood I got, went early, but they still had a lot of good left tackles at that pick. Mm-hmm. This was supposedly one of the best tackle drafts in yeah. years. Years. And yeah. they didn't even go towards a tackle until a guard popped up in the third round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, maybe Brady Christensen will. What is it about Christensen, I guess, Jason, that maybe doesn't excite you? Because yeah, he did have a good career at Penn State. Oh, you mean uh, BYU? BYU, yeah. 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 Um, it's like, got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> he's, he's cool. Like I, I legit watched this film. He has good technique. I will give him that his technique put him in a lot of great places, but he's not a great athlete in my opinion. He's not like, I guess a leather wood where, you know, his athleticism put him in great spots or even like Panay Sewell where like mm-hmm. he has that combination of athleticism and technique. And while the technique was still a little raw, I would rather take Sewell because, you know, that athleticism makes up for it. Christensen's going to have to deal with some elite competition at the next level. And great technique is fine until you go up against a dog who will just bull rush you and then put a move on you. And your body just won't be able to function the way you want it to. And so that's really my biggest concern, like, He's an okay athlete, but okay athletes tend to do well. I mean, Bakhtiari wasn't the greatest athlete coming into the NFL, and now he's elite. So, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. But I'm not. I'm not too high on the Panthers' O line right now at all. Oh, yeah. Well, he'll be able to see how uh, elite he is against Brian Birds and Hassan Reddick. Yeah, their speed. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe. Hopefully, we get some. Um, clips of reps in camp, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. I remember when Jordan Gross was uh, drafted, they, they put Julius Pepper on him every time. Mm-hmm. Every time they said they they wanted their best pass rusher mm-hmm. against him every time so he could learn. Mm-hmm. It's smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a really good point, Jerry, is that he's no matter where he lines up on that line, he's going to have a good player opposite him. Yep. On the defensive line. So, you know, trial by fire. Exactly. Uh, All right. Well, Jerry, you want to take a quick break and come back and talk about Sam Darnold. Meow, 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 meow. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. 
Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel dates and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMEO5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Meow, 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 meow. And we are back. And now we're going to talk about Carolina Panthers fans' favorite topic, Sam Darnold, best and worst case scenarios for this year. And probably just how he we expect him to actually do. So Sam Darnold has not had the greatest career so far. He hasn't played sixteen. Yeah, he what, hasn't a, started what a kind way of saying that, Jerry. <laughs> sixteen games. Um, his rookie season honestly was probably his best, completing fifty-seven percent of his passes, twenty-eight hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, and fifteen interceptions. Uh, in 2019, he completed 61% of his passes, 3,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. And last year was his worst, uh, completing 2,200 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and played only 12 games. So, whoo, not the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Nine now, touchdowns you got... and 11 picks. Yeah. Lord have mercy. And you have to frame that in the Jets sphere, right? Like Mm -hmm. how many quarterbacks would have been much better than that with the Jets? Hard to say, but Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of folks are saying that, uh, who was the coach there? Gase. Gase. Adam Gase is just such a terrible coach that no quarterback could have thrived in his system. We saw Tannehill leave the Gase system and has played pretty well for Tennessee, making a lot of people a lot of money in Tennessee. Um, Including himself. Right, including himself. So, obviously, Panthers fans are hoping, me included, us included, I assume, that Sam Darnold follows that trend and gets away from Gase, comes to a Panthers team with a lot more talent. Mm-hmm. You know, even as bad as the offensive line is, it's better than what he had in uh, New York, New Jersey. Um, so, he's going to have the opportunity here. What do we think, Jason? What do you think? his season is going to look like this year man um at the high end what do you think his high end this year okay ceiling okay he has very very good receiving core he has mccaffrey mm-hmm. o-line's bad mm-hmm. high end <laughs> assuming that the o-line is better than expected and he's better than expected I'd say, nah, because he only started 13 games or 12 games last year. Mm, let's go. Give me like a letter grade. What do you think the letter okay, grade Okay, letter be? grade. Yeah. I was going to yeah. give touchdowns and interceptions, but letter grade, I give him like high end, like a B. Okay. So high end, he's probably like a. 13th, 14th QB in the league, something like that. Around that'd be yeah, great. that mid-range. That'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. And touchdowns and interceptions. Yeah, and touchdowns and picks, I'd go like 25 and like... I gotta be realistic. That dude is a turnover. <laughs> and I'll go... 12 is a safe number. 25 and 25 12. That's a 12. good year. That's a good year. That's a good year. Yeah, I was going to say 25 and 12, year. I would be ecstatic from him. Mm, I think but that's that, the high end. <laughs> well, yeah. in that, this, you got to think, this is going to have to be his first stepping stone. I'm not expecting right. him to come out this year and light it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, even high end, I don't see him doing a dramatic jump from nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions last year to like 30 and 10 or something. That's just, I think 25, 12 to 14 interceptions is realistic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do expect him to have a lot more yards than he's ever had. I do expect him to have about 4,500 
yeah. a lot of these receivers here in Carolina can run after the catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has good receivers, and he has a great running back in the backfield that can have the uh, – I can't speak – but have the bleachers come into the box, and then you know he has a free reign on the outside. He's got biggest, more, a lot more weapons. Yeah, a lot more weapons, and he also he just has to graduate. He struggled in college with making dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. Arm arrogance. And then he went to the Jets, and he continued to make those dumb mistakes. He was bad in the pocket. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a good offensive lines he did not throw well out 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 of a clean pocket in new york Mm -hmm. now i know joe brady is supposedly a great coordinator but he needs to coordinate that out of him and (laughs) i'm gonna go high end 4800 yards i'm gonna go with him on that 25 touchdowns 12 interceptions so the most yards he's ever thrown is 3024 Mm -hmm. um and that was in 13 games, which is also the most games that he's ever started. And he had so, Robbie Anderson. Right, right. Thank so you. it sounds like, and this is kind of what I was thinking, was a little better than Teddy Bridgewater last year would be mm-hmm. his ceiling for this coming season. Yep. Because, you know, these fans that are expecting him to come out and throw 30 touchdowns in his first season – after those three seasons, that is completely unrealistic, and I wish they would stop doing that because they're going to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. But last year, Teddy Bridgewater, 15 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 3,700 yards, and that was 15 games. So, yeah. I mean, what you guys are saying, somewhere between 22 and 25 touchdowns, somewhere between 10 and 15 interceptions, that's pretty realistic. And mm-hmm. that's about as high as I could see it going. Um, would we all be happy with that? Oh, absolutely. Does that get the Panthers into the playoffs? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Does that so. get the Panthers I, eight I, or nine wins? I yes. think that... Okay. That's Jason. I think that it depends on how much of a leap this defense takes if that gets them into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If CMC's healthy all year... If that defense could, we have a lot of talent on the defensive side, but they're unproven talent. If that talent shows to be proven, then I think that could be fighting for a wild card team. Because you still have Christian McCaffrey running. You have Chuba Hubbard spelling him, and I think he's going to chew up a lot of yards on the ground as well this year. So... Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing, though, is that defense, you're expecting that defense, or not you're expecting, but... In this scenario, that defense has to take a pretty massive jump from last year. Now, they looked better at the end of last year, but that was a overall a below-average defense last year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you're basically saying that if Sam Darnold is going to be you know, average or slightly above average, that that defense is probably going to have to be like a fringe top-five defense to take the Panthers to the playoffs. Would you I agree with that? I say top ten. I say I mean, top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's seven teams in each conference to make the playoffs, right? So there's an extra wild card team again this year. So it's possible. It's possible. It so I, I'm going to go to t- Ryan Tannehill this year or sure. on this little topic. Okay. Ryan Tannehill threw for 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven interceptions last year. Now, they made the playoffs, and their defense was horrible. Yeah. So – but that's you a re- that's a really good season for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah it is. Thirty eight hundred yards is not a lot. No, but thirty three touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's that's really good. And, and the reason they got thirty three touchdowns is because Derrick Henry chewed up a lot of those guys down there. Sure the did. So, yeah. and again, I'm looking at this as maybe CMC and Chuba Hubbard can do the same thing for him. Derrick Henry is obviously a different back than CMC. That's just point blank. But I think But production wise can be made. Yeah, production wise, they're you know, overall mm-hmm. production, they're fairly similar. And the pressure that they put on the defense. You could say CMC even puts more pressure on the defense because of his versatility. He can do yeah. a lot more. You've got to prepare for a lot more. Um, you know, you talked about Ryan Tannehill, and I do wanna just bring up Tannehill real quick because 
his first season post Adam Gase uh, was 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. Now that was only starting 10 games. Yeah. So, you know, if you extrapolate that out, then that's, you know, pretty similar to last season. Um, but the season before that, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 19 and 12, you know, the season before that. So that's a dramatic improvement from those Adam Gase seasons to the post Adam Gase season. So I know we're kind of harping on that, but that's what we're praying for is that yeah, basically really that's hard. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and if that happens, then does Adam Gase ever work again? Because no, he's he working right? now. He's working <laughs> he now should. as an offensive coordinator in high school. He's go. got a coaching <laughs> job. Excuse. Uh, does he ever work in the NFL again? I think no, was absolutely. No, what I meant there. <laughs> I think even if Sam Darnold does not do well here, he flames out next year. Yeah. We're searching for another quarterback. I still think Adam Gase will not be in the NFL again. He may go, come as possibly a advisor but i don't think he'll be a coach again yeah well we talked about the ceiling let's talk about the floor um jerry what do you think on the low end sam darnold could be this year i mean is it better than what he was at at new york benched does that count benched for who Uh, we don't have pj walker pj (laughs) (laughs) you guys (laughs) you guys and your pj walker love Uh, Uh, i'm just saying you know I don't think PJ Walker is going to be the future here, but I think they're going to give Sam every opportunity. I do too. I mean, I don't. I don't see him getting. I think they've already given him every opportunity. I I don't. I just don't see him getting benched. You know, at at least not until very late in the season. I say his numbers would be very similar to Teddy Bridgewater, about thirty five hundred yards. But I do see him doing the opposite of throwing. You know, twelve. With this receiving core, I do not see him throwing under 15 touchdowns, but I could see him throwing about 18, 19 interceptions. Yeah. Honestly. I feel about the same. Yeah, it's going to be four would be a Jameis season, in my opinion. Mm. So, yeah, he'll be explosive with the receivers that we have, but at the same time, like, with this turnover machine, and I feel like he'll get excited and just launch that thing straight <laughs> yeah. into double, triple coverage because he has trust in DJ Moore or his boy Robbie Anderson, which I understand. But, like, I've seen too many times where he would just miss reads and just mm-hmm. throw it straight to a DB. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, slants wide Can open. I, yeah. Post. I would like to ask you both this. Mm-hmm. With what you just said, would you prefer a quarterback that has the cojones to throw it deep like that every once in a while? Or would you prefer Teddy Bridgewater, who in two minutes, down by a touchdown, frame your question, will check Jerry. it down? <laughs> yeah. Jerry's I, I, framing I, that question. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's yeah. what we're going to have to deal with. We're going to yep. have to deal with those interceptions. Because I know Stephen and I were harping last year nonstop, mm-hmm. you know, which is the, which is better for this team? Yeah, I want the guy that's going to try to win the game. Yeah, uh, what he know, said. Sam Darnold, uh, you know, for his faults, I don't think he went out there and was scared to throw the ball. Yeah. Now, did he throw it to the right person every time? No. <laughs> but again, the talent on that team was not good. Look at his receivers from last year. There there's nobody there. I mean, what he's got now is just completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of talent. So, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm excited to watch it. I really wish they would have drafted Justin Fields. I really wish they would have drafted a starting left tackle if they were going to go with Sam Darnold, just to give him the best opportunity and to give themselves the best opportunity to see what he is. Mm -hmm. Because he may not be great this year, and it might not be in his control. You know, it might just be because he's getting sacked 50 times. I mean, (laughs) so, I don't know. The floor for me... 
I agree with what you guys are saying. Like the talent is so different that he can't help but maybe throw 15 touchdowns. But like Jason was saying, I could see a 25 interception season as a floor. You know, okay. just throwing so many interceptions that you're taking yourselves out of games. And I think that's the floor, right? Is yeah, he's he's throwing the Panthers out of games. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now. I, I want to bring this up. Uh, PFF did an expectation for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have it, him expected 4,300 yards, 22.5 touchdowns, and 18.7 interceptions. Okay. I think that's very realistic. That's kind but of obviously not of what the we've half, been talking but... about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's, yeah, and, and if that's the realistic, and, and I guess that's the, the final question here is, you know, we've talked ceiling, we've talked floor, what do you expect? Jason Hewitt, what do you expect to see from Sam Darnold this season? I expect, honestly, the whole Jameis thing and our discussion about the floor, I really do think that's what's going to happen. Okay. I think he's just going to be – Low expectations. Uh, my expectations are not even on the floor. They're – in sub basement <laughs> yeah they're like in like the magma portion of the score like okay it's uh, you gotta show me dude you gotta show me and you <clears throat> haven't shown me yet you had three years to show me you had college to show me i wasn't even hype on him coming out of college mm-hmm. because he was a turnover machine then and so now three years in the league <clears throat> like i get that you know you want to give people second chances and everything but dude like your third year and you're still not producing and you had your worst season like look at how people talk about Carson Wentz now when he was an MVP candidate you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it turns quick <sighs> Jameis season 30 touchdowns and like 25 30 picks I just I'm not high on the dude I'm really not he has a great heart he seems like a good dude the COVID thing is whatever, like, okay, bro. But, <laughs> like, in terms of, like, him in the locker room, like, his teammates seem to like him. They seem to ride for him, so that's cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm not high on dude. I'm, I'm really not. Jerry, what do you think? Realistic I think, expectation. I think I'm expecting about 45, 4,600 yards, about 20 touchdowns and about 18, 19 interceptions. And it's going to be that little bit adjust enough to keep the fan base and this organization strung along so we start him again next year and he'll do the same thing. And in two years, we're going to be hunting for a quarterback because, yeah, I I, I still think this was a bad move. But I think he's, I think he's going to get this team to about seven or eight wins and string this organization along and we're just going to hate it. We're yep. going to hate. So I played golf last weekend and I hit some beautiful shots. Yeah. Right. I hit a few 300 yard drives. I had a couple of really nice long putts mm. and I shot a 110. Okay. Which is not good. Okay. I don't know. It's golf. terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> you know, at par is a 72. Okay, oh, wow. I shot like 40-something over par. Uh, oh, that's wow. okay. what you guys are talking about with, <laughs> with Sam Darnold, right? He's going to make some beautiful throws. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the fans really excited in a few games. But overall, he's not going to have a good season. I'm yep. going to take the opposite tact. I think he's going to have a good season. I'm going to put my trust in this Adam Gase curse. And he's you know out of that situation. He's into, you know... By all expectations, or, or all you know, uh, everybody around the league seems to love Matt Rule and think very highly of Joe Brady. He's got every opportunity. I'm just gonna believe that he's gonna take it and he's gonna run with it. He's got talent. He's got great arm talent. I think he's gonna put it all together. It's his fourth year in the league. His first year with really good talent. I'm gonna say, you know, 4,500 yards. 28 touchdowns and he keeps the interceptions to about 12 or 13. Wow. And that the Panthers win 10 games. That's wow. my that's my expectation for him for this. I almost season. want to make an Amazon bet 
with you just because I lose them all. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> you're gonna like. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, gonna lean into I'm not, my. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to do an Amazon bet on this, but, um, but that you know, I, I one of us should be positive about it. So I'm gonna be the positive guy. I got you. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I want to root for him the whole season. Uh, I want it to work out. I mean, I think we yeah. all want it to work oh, out. Oh yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see. Gotta show um, me. Yeah, Jason, do you think uh, Fields is going to start Week One for the Bears? Yeah. Who, who are they going to start? They're going to beat out Andy Dalton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Their coach has already Bird. said that Andy Dalton's going to start Week One. I don't know why you would believe that. Yeah, man. What are we doing? <laughs> it's the NFL. What are we doing? Everyone says what they mean. Do you think in three Matt Rule really loved Cam Newton, was excited to coach him. Is, is this the defining – was this a, a junction point for Matt, the Matt Rule era, not drafting Justin Fields and, and going with Sam Darnold instead? Because coaches lose their job lose you know, their over this just like type this. of decision. Absolutely. Ooh, it's really bad. If, if Sam Darnold stinks it up, then absolutely – yeah, absolutely. I say no. He got a seven-year deal. This is year two. If, but we know Tepper. Dar- like if it's if if we're talking two years down the road, and Justin Fields is lighting it up, mm-hmm. and Sam Darnold is not even in the league, does but you know it depends you can fire on who's a coach starting here. Anytime you got you got to think that they could grab somebody next year and start them that could they be could. showing promise. They could, but this is so. now under the the David Tepper era. We're going into what is this year three, and this is another starting quarterback. This is year two. No, this is year three of David Tepper. Oh, year two of Matt Rule. Year two of Matt Rule. Maybe it's year four of David Tepper. But either way, we're having now our third straight year of a different starting quarterback starting the season, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be one of those teams. You know, I don't that want, has a yeah. new starting quarterback every year. I hate that. And yeah. it's quite possible that Sam Darnold, you know, even though they picked up his fifth-year option, it's quite possible he's not the starting quarterback next season. Absolutely. There's That is not a 0% chance. That is, you know, you could say even as high as a 50% chance. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, man. I want to do a podcast on State of the Union for David Tepper and how we feel this franchise has been run under him so far. I want to talk about that one day. <laughs> Shoot, sign me up. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of things to dig into there. Mm-hmm. Um, all Didn't right. He well, say he wanted to be patient. He wants the fans to be patient. Then he starts going after quarterbacks <laughs> left and right, like Teddy Bridgewater. And oh, said, man. Just we could have a whole podcast on just the Teddy Bridgewater Teddy. decision. Yeah. <laughs> Get me started. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, any final thoughts, guys, on, on Sam Darnold or even going back to Moten? Anything? We want to they need to sign Moten as soon as possible. Otherwise, his contract's just going to get richer and richer. Well, they got a week, right? Next Thursday yeah. is the, the date, basically. And if they're not, he's not signed by then, then it's in the next season. So, as, as much sense as it would make to sign him, knowing this team, I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. I think they're going to let him walk. I really do. I really hope I'm wrong, but how long have y'all been Panthers fans? No, I know. The whole time. <laughs> I mean, it, so the whole point of this whole dumping the ca- dumping all these salaries and stuff is just to save money. That just doesn't make well, they sense. They haven't spent a certain amount of money. Walk, I am really going to be curious, just <clears throat> questioning the motive of David Tepper in this organization. Well, Jerry, because you the, said if they, if they franchised him next year, that it would be around that twenty million dollar mark. It's one hundred and twenty percent of the average of the top five. Um, okay. So, in a in a rough estimated, no one's gonna check me, but it was around nineteen twenty million. And this year would is a hundred percent right of the top five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, so you're looking at twenty percent more. So, well, you, you got know, Ramcheck the, who's gonna be, uh, account yeah, for it. Yeah, they're gonna raise year. it. Yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. raise it up. So yeah, nineteen twenty million. Um, so, I mean, worst case scenario, if they don't re-sign him, they could always franchise him again and 
probably not be paying him any more than they would if they gave him the long-term deal next season, right? But then you're well, just kicking that can down the road even further. Yeah, exactly. And usually with the contracts, Ramchek's not going to get that $19 million a year. He's got that $63 million and it's going to be you know, backloaded, but the guarantees yeah. are up front that right. they can cut him, like you said. And that's what right. Moton's deal would be, too. Yeah, so next year, uh, Ramchek's cap hits 22.8. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the highest for the whole thing. And then, and then it drops down. And then 20, 21. Yeah, so. All right, well, we'll see, everybody. I mean, uh, all three of us think that Moten should be signed and should give him $20 million a year. Yeah. And, and, you know, Tepper, Fitterer, make it happen. Yeah. I mean, Please. otherwise... <laughs> Please, otherwise what's says. the point i mean if guys play right. hard and produce for you you let them sign your stars over, over again thank you sign your homegrown stars yes thank you yeah well, uh, yeah you're drafting these guys begging them to become this yeah to work Keep hard them around you did it with mccaffrey you let bradbury walk You're, you let almost everybody walk that that reaches this level yep if if that's not what you want then what are you even doing it for? Exactly. You know? Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it, Jerry. Yep. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Jason, let the people know where to find you. You can find me at Jason Hewitt 50 on Twitter. Also, be sure to follow at Pancake Tweets on Twitter and follow the Pancake Podcast, man. We talk O-line. We talk the big fellas. We talk everything in general. Like, it's not just O-line specific. We talk football. We don't – we're not the hot takes podcast like <laughs> some folks at ESPN and Fox and all them boys. We, we give out information about analytical football just like we do here. So, honestly, uh, anything else? Uh, on the Newsbreak Creator Program, um, check that out if you're a content creator. Um, we show love to local journalism as well as just creative journalism in general. Just put out your work. So, go ahead and check us out at newsbreak.com. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and follow SI underscore Panthers on Twitter. <laughs> Those are still my guys. Don't worry. <laughs> well, we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks. And until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, wow, wow.